Hello world and welcome to my podcast, The Bull, The China Shop and I. This is a show for everybody who is ready to rock the boat and instigate. Some will call it a rant. I'm calling it an overdue cleansing of what is swept under the rug to make room for better, for bolder and for braver. My name is Isabella Izzy Tzatzek and yes, I'm an instigator, but on the side of the angels. Yep, I did steal that line from my second favorite TV show, The West Wing. It is all about the uncomfortable topics and challenges out there in the business world that we all know about, but don't want to talk about, or do we? What we're going to do on this show is to take uncomfortable truths apart and discuss direction we could take going forward to approach these truths for action and impact. So let's open Pandora's box and turn what comes out of it into goodness. My one for this podcast, raise voices, trigger change, and start actions and a movement. So let's get started. I'm grateful that you're here with us. The decay of decency and the rise of uncommon courtesy. As we are, so we do. And as we do, so is it done to us. We are the builders of our fortunes. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Recently, I had a conversation with a friend about our pet peeves, values, and what is next for us in our lives. While we have very different personalities and see the world in our own unique ways, we share similar values and lately and unfortunately, the same experiences when it comes to humans. More specifically, our experience with the lack of responses. Granted, our experiences are subjective and therefore biased, but nonetheless, we came up with a number of examples. We're very good friends, thus having the freedom, permission, and courage to call each other out and name BS where it is called for. So I think that's, that's a positive. And hopefully also cutting down a bit on the bias. But let's see. Interestingly enough, we covered a range of topics, scenarios, and life moments that, truth be told, left us rather deflated and, if I may say so, sad. Really sad. And yes, we took and are taken as personal as, well, it happened and it still happens to us. However, to not go down the rabbit hole of feeling unworthy, unappreciated, or even insulted, we explored, explored the, the why. Not from the perspective of why us, but why we're experiencing the lack of responses more and more. So is it courtesy, is courtesy truly uncommon? And is the decay of decency already among us? Trying to shift our perspectives to what we're doing in our lives, how often we do not respond to others, nor reply to emails or voicemails, or simply forget to get stuff done, we pretty, we pretty quickly agreed that, yes, we live in an era of overwhelm, distractions, information, and request overflow. To-do lists, chores, bucket list items, and commitments are piling up, while making a living and living a fulfilling life itself. Next up, we looked at it through a professional and personal lens, which turned out to be an eclectic mixed bag, if I may say so myself, 
on the personal level, meaning family, friends, and loved ones, we were happy to report that we are grateful and blessed and that it's really, that really is a give and take. And yes, it's not always 50-50 and a give is not always followed by an instant take, but overall the universe is balanced and for the most part, reliable. While it still comes with its unique challenges. So this left us with courtesy and decency in the professional world. And oh boy, let me set this, the scene by saying that the balance is far from being in a good shape. I will not lie, this part was a tough one to discuss and it meant to stay open-minded to feedback, yet vulnerable enough and to the best of our efforts as objective as possible. So Lady Montagu said, politeness costs nothing and gains everything. Just think about that. We see all those kindness movements around and there is so much truth in it. So it's, it's okay to be polite and to be respectful. But back to the conversation. First, we talked about keeping up with our network, former colleagues and clients and acquaintances who you formed relationships with on a business level. This was a painful lesson learned for me last year. Having just started my own business, I set out to contact former colleagues and customers I cared for and respected very, very much, very deeply to share my news and request to reconnect and have a conversation just to catch up. If you had asked me to name the top and bottom 10 to reply and to bet my house on, on that assumption, I would not be living in my house anymore. Here's the thing. Did it surprise me? Hell yes. Did it hurt me? Oh boy. Hell yeah. Why? Because while I did not expect a reply within 24 hours nor a week, I was struck by the sheer nothingness. While some might have read my email as a, you know, quote, consulting pitch, which it wasn't meant to be, and I went over it and over it again and did not want to reconnect with a call, a simple, even overused, best of luck one-liner wasn't in the cards either. Listen, I fully understand that life happens and that while having the best intention to reach out to someone, we all simply do forget many, many times. I'm guilty of forgetting that myself. If it wouldn't be for the great people in my life, oh boy, I would be in trouble. But the nothingness continued even after reaching out a second time. So next up, we dove into the world of recruitment and being out there in the job market. Now we all, almost daily, read how tight the labor market is. There is a talent war with everyone competing for top talent, how tough it is to find skilled and experienced employees, and how employers are struggling with being ghosted by employees or job candidates. The experiences my friend shared at this point left me frankly speechless. While it might be common to not even get a reply from a company or a recruitment firm on the initial application, 
as there might be a gazillion people going for the job, I was baffled to hear about the lack of follow-up after the first interview, nor after checking in with the recruitment team weeks later. What does it say about a company or a recruiting firm? What standards does it set forth and how does it correlate with the aforementioned tense labor market? It doesn't match, quite frankly. It doesn't fit. So indulging in our third cup of coffee at that point, we exchanged battle stories of our corporate and entrepreneurial lives, talking about the repercussions if we hadn't replied to customers and clients almost instantly, answering their questions, attending to their very needs, and solving any problem right on the spot, of course. And no, keeping the job and getting paid for it weren't our drivers. But providing customer service and extending common courtesy were and still are. This, however, brought us closer to a potential why. The constant firefighting, the creation of the uber urgency tied to all and everything, and the inability to set sensible and meaningful priorities due to constant pull from all sides have not helped the cause of staying human and putting humans first. So, quite naturally, books and TED Talks about setting boundaries are all the rage. And yes, it is important to draw a line in the sand and decide what is important, what is mandatory, what is a nice to have, and what is utterly irrelevant, especially for the sake of sanity and living life instead of sacrificing it. However, boundaries should never be used as excuses for the lack of action and decency. I don't believe people are behaving like this intentionally. Otherwise, it would be a very, very bleak outlook. Very sad. And quite frankly, not replying doesn't even help the stress level of the person who isn't replying. Now that I'm thinking about it, this was probably the birthplace of why a salesperson needs to reach out at least six times to beat a prospective client into submission and close the deal. Well, congratulations, because amazing news for all the sales coaches out there. To be clear, I'm not talking about the flood of unsolicited reach outs or emails that arrive in everyone's inbox or phone day in and day out. I'm not talking about those scam emails or calls these are not the human connections I'm talking about. What I am talking about is the lack of response and courtesy after being asked to invest time, effort, and energy into, for example, drafting a presentation or providing value or after making verbal commitments. My friend pointed out that this might actually be a cultural issue. By the way, my friend is American. I'm obviously the German in that conversation, and that many people have a hard time in the American culture saying no to other people as they don't want to hurt others or even worse, need to explain themselves when saying no. Because suddenly your choice of saying no becomes this big drama of justifying it, potentially. 
with both of us pondering over this thought, we just shook our heads and said that this is also not an excuse, especially in the professional world. Because if someone requests anyone, a supplier or an employee, to deliver something, it should not take six follow-ups for someone to reply and provide feedback or make a decision. It should not take a leadership workshop to teach how to have crucial conversations. What it takes is integrity and appreciation for someone else's work, respect, basic human values. Without paper, signatures, and notaries, you still enter a contract, a human contract based on respect, accountability, and honesty. At least a no is something definite. The end of a chapter, the signal to move on and start afresh, a permission to let go and make peace and keep on growing and learning. Nothingness is like a vacuum. And ghosting is the perfect word. Just like a ghost being left without any response keeps haunting you without the desire to keep on chasing the silence for a reply. No matter what the experts say. By the way, my horoscope by CoStar by the way, fabulous app, shameless plug here. No, they don't sponsor me. Still, I love them. That day said, when we had that conversation, sometimes all you can do is kick the can down the road. And that is what my friend and I will continue to do. Because we believe that common courtesy and decency are still alive, but strangely hidden. And because... When you least expect it, something unexpected happens, such as receiving a personal load and res note and response from a CEO of a multi-billion dollar company who I've never met before. And yes, these two sentences made my day and make me a believer. So when the norm is decency, other virtues can thrive. Integrity, honesty, compassion, kindness, and trust. Raja Krishnanmurti. Thank you for listening to The Bull, The China Shop and I with yours truly, Isabella Izitsatse. If you like our show and want to know more about the podcast and me, myself and I, please check out www.thebullthechinashopandi, all one word, .com and leave us a review on the platform of your choice. Oh, and if you have any uncomfortable truths ready to be exposed, let us know. We want to hear from you. Always remember this essayism. Your uncomfortable truths are the foundation of permanent revolutions.